Hey folks and welcome to another episode of the Mountain Bikes Apart podcast. This is the podcast about everything mountain biking from trail guides to equipment and everything in between. And this time around, as always, I'm Colin Gray and I'm joined by Tom Bell. How you doing, Tom? I'm fine, Colin. How's things? Good stuff. Yeah, good, good. I'm uh, not too bad this week. It's uh, it's chucking it down outside though, so I've not had a chance to get out on the bike. Actually, do you know what? I did get out on the bike on Sunday for the first time in a while. Ah, great stuff. Yeah, I was out at um, Canoole Hill, which is just outside Perth. Uh, they've got some good trails there, um, some really natural stuff actually, Some uh, a lot of really rooty, muddy, like just man, well, not I was about to say man-made, but man-made as in uh, rider-made by just riding yeah, through the yeah. forest as opposed to man-made with spades and diggers and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so cool. Uh, yeah, it's good fun actually. Um, what was the last trail you were out on? Uh, I was at Gisburn actually um, just this morning in fact um, so that's uh, a trail centre that's uh, near Barn Onswick um, okay. which is where Hope Factory, uh, Hope Tech is uh, is based so it's kind of on the Lancashire-Yorkshire border and there's a, a nice 11 mile uh, loop there which is kind of a red loop with black black kind of technical sections so it's a it's a really rough uh, tough course Really? What kind of style? Like quite natural or quite man-made? It's fairly man-made. There's, it's mostly single track, yeah. kind of um, interspersed with a few fire road sections. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a really interesting feature in it called um, Hully Gully, right. which is a kind of swooping descent with these uh, the kind of biggest berms you've ever seen in your life, <laughs> um, which is really fun. And um, yeah, just loads of single track, but it, it, it's rough, but it's uh, it's fun at the same time. Really? Have you ever been up uh, to Lurney, just north of Inverness, like right up top of Scotland? I can't say that I have. Um, no, I've, I've done most of the seven stains kind yeah. of um, centres, but I haven't ventured that far, I don't think. No, yeah, I'm talking probably a, a couple of hours north, further north than any of the seven stains. I mean, I think um, Glentress and Inerleathen are the two probably most popular, but they're also the most northerly seven stains ones. But then you start going north up the A9 towards Inverness. Uh, that's around Loch Ness for all the people not in the ah. UK. Uh, and just over the water into the Black Isle, you've got a few really good trails up there. Uh, Golsby, one of my favourite trails in the world, actually. And um, Lurney, though, really good. And the reason it popped into my head there was because it, it has the biggest berms I have ever seen in my life. Like berms probably um, 20, 30 feet high. They're just mm-hmm. absolutely crazy. Three, Like three times my height easy. So, uh, yeah, they're good fun. They're really rough, though. So you're trying to go around them fast, but they're just like properly rocky almost. Yeah, it's hard <laughs> oh, work. it sounds good. Yeah, the, the ones at Gisborne are fairly smooth. They're kind of almost, you're almost riding down a valley, but kind of going up up the sides. Um, ah, cool. It's quite, it's quite unique. Yeah, uh, that but, sounds good. But that sounds good. I'd, I'd, um, I'd definitely uh, like to, to try that trail. Well, yeah, if you get up to Lurney, then you need to go a wee bit further to Goldsby as well. Seriously, the best trail in the country, I think. Um, it's it's a straight climb up, so it's all the way, all the way up, a long way up to the top of this mountain um, yeah. with a big monument at the top of it, actually. It's quite a cool view from up there, right out over the Murray Firth. Uh, but then you go all the way back down again. It's the longest descent you've ever been on, and it's a huge mix as well, because at the top it's just totally bare, no trees or anything really heavily man-made like massive big jumps big rollers huge berms um but then after about maybe four or five minutes of that you just drop into the trees as if you're like dropping into a tunnel or something just turns dark and then it completely changes to this really natural trail with just rocks and roots and completely different trails it's just really it's really cool 
partly because of the length. Like you're down, you're going downhill for probably 10, 15 minutes. Um, and then also because of the complete variety, like just that change halfway through that drops you into the dark. Mm. It's cool. It's a great place. Sounds great. Sounds great. I'll, I'll definitely uh, check that out after yeah. your recommendation. <laughs> and even even better, actually, it's uh, it's so quiet because it's so far north that nobody ever goes to it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a plus point. Yeah. So it's not like you're crowded off the trail like at Glintress or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stuff. But anyway, to the topic, I suppose. What are we talking about this week? Uh, I think we're cho- talking about the um, different types of pedals that are out there, um, kind of the benefits and drawbacks of each, and then probably some product recommendations. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I mean, this is this is this came up because it's one of the most common asked, commonly asked questions on the site I've found over the last few years. Uh, I wrote an article probably three, four years ago now about uh, spuds versus or clipless versus uh, flats, basically, and it's one. Of the most popular articles on the site. Just seem, people seem to always be asking that question. So yeah, I thought it'd be good to go through pros and cons of clipless, of uh, clips, of flats, of all the different types, um, and try and figure out what's best for different types of people, different types of riding. Good stuff. Sounds good. So first of all, what are the different types? <laughs> what are the choices? I've just said them, really. But why don't we go through and uh, look at which ones are which? Um, and it is a bit confusing, isn't it? Because you get clipless and you get clips. Uh, and the, the the one that always confused me at the start was the fact that clipless are actually clip-in pedals, aren't they? <laughs> so you call, you, you call them clipless, but that's only because the traditional clip pedals were those that, that we can call them rat traps, Um which is, if you imagine, if you've not seen them before, they are a pedal with a normal looking pedal, but with a plastic cage, I guess. That's what you call it, isn't it? You would call it a cage. Yeah, yeah exactly. That goes around your foot and you can tighten them up with a wee strap. And so you don't need special shoes. You can just use normal shoes, but you can kind of tighten your foot onto the pedal anyway. So you get some traction, but with slightly less um, specialized kit, I suppose. So that's what a clip pedal is or a rat trap i suppose as a as the uh, the jargon um so what about clipless why don't you uh, talk us through clipless pedals yeah so the the way that clipless pedals work obviously is um you've got you've got a small kind of um pedal that um and then you've got a cleat um that fits onto a special uh, mountain bike shoe um and then you uh, engage the cleat into the into the pedal and um twist it to to release so um, obviously that lends um, a lot more kind of power transfer um, and that kind of thing um, to, to the bike. So for, for most kind of, um, especially racers, um, racers definitely always tend to use um, clip, clipless pedals. Um, and uh, a lot of kind of trail riders do as well. Um, trail riding, your you choice typically will be between um, flats and uh, clipless pedals. Yeah, yeah. I mean, by the time you get on to sort of decent level mountain bike trails, nobody's usually usually using the clips, are they? Like rat trap type pedals. Uh, yeah, exactly. I think yeah. the rat the rat traps are usually the kind of um, bridge between going from um, flat pedals or, or beginner flat pedals, um, and then getting getting used to having um, your feet semi strapped to the bike in in the way that you you are when you when you engage a, a clipless pedal. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean just finish it off of course flats are just basically like a, a traditional pedal so you just have a pedal uh, which you use with a normal shoe or you can get specialised shoes for flats as well which we'll talk a little bit about so 
Um, yeah, let's why, why don't we go through the reasons for choosing each one then? Mm-hmm. Um, let's start with, well, you started getting into the clipless ones there. So the pros and cons are clipless. Yeah, pro, more power transfer. Your your foot is attached to the pedal. So it's not going to slip off. You put you can pull up on the pedal. You can sort of put power in through the fuel circle, can't you? Yeah, uh, yeah, that's, that's it. That's a big difference. I mean, is that something you train on as a racer? That must be something that's quite important, being able to get a sort of good pedal circles. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's very important. It comes into comes into play, you know, when you're trying to uh, maintain traction on uh, on difficult terrain um, because a, a kind of jolty um, pedal stroke um, is is about the worst thing you can do um, for for maintaining uh, traction, you know, on yeah. steep climbs and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, for racing, it's just the kind of power transfer element um, is obviously really important. Yeah, you're not wasting any at all. Mm-hmm. I th- I know what you mean about the so when you're going up a just to give people an idea, like when you're going up a really muddy hill, and you know if you're standing up on your pedals and you're basically pushing down hard with one sort of side and pushing down hard with the other side, then basically you're putting in a big jolt of energy and then kind of nothing in between, aren't you? And then mm-hmm. a big jolt of energy and nothing in between, so you tend to skid quite a lot. So yeah, makes a big difference if you can do. Uh, solid pedal circles it Um, does yeah um and just yeah i think training training that um just to as a little training exercise sometimes you can sort of do some one-legged pedaling and that kind of thing uh, okay yeah and and that kind of when when you've not got the other leg kind of compensating for the for the upstroke yeah it uh, it can really reveal (laughs) if you've uh if you've got a kind of square you know a more square um pedal stroke as opposed to a um a circular one yeah I've I had the chance to train on uh, a walk bike a while back actually mm. and it was one of the ones with the power meter is it a power, would it be a power meter that well basically it's a it shows you a graph of your pedal stroke so you can actually see the shape of your pedal stroke and uh, the power that's going through at each angle I guess would that be the watt meter that's measuring that yeah it, I mean that that would that watt bike would um, I'm sure would have a power meter yeah yeah. Uh, I get it's probably it's probably using very similar sensors. Yeah, um, right. it's kind of trying to get the the peanut shape. Uh, it's the sausage shape rather than the uh, peanut shape. Right. Uh, when you're <laughs> pedaling, uh, if anyone's ever so, seen the graph. <laughs> so the peanut shape is uh, kind of diagonal across. So you've got uh, X and Y. Maybe there's too deep, but X and Y axis, and you've got a kind of diagonal oval. Is that what you mean by the peanut? I think so. I, I can't. I can't quite bring the uh, the graph to mind, but I, I seem <laughs> Let's to remember. Let's forget about it. It's not important. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Anyway, you can uh, you can turn your pedal stroke, and you can see it on the graph. You can see this beautiful circle if you really concentrate on like maintaining power on both legs all the way around. So yeah, it's quite a, it's quite interesting. Mm. And and actually, just to say as well, you can't you can't pull up a pedal with flats, but it is possible to do a good pedal stroke, like put power in on much more than just the down with flats, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think we'll, we'll sort of come on to um, the the fact that for, for a lot of people, it will be actually better to start with flats because yeah. it teaches you um, not to rely on being able to kind of pull up yeah. um, with your foot for, for jumps as well as um, for a smooth pedal stroke. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, we'll, we'll come on to like how to use them and stuff in a bit. What about any other pros and cons for clipless? Um, I would say, obviously, the the cons, I think, happen when you're learning. Um, <laughs> when you're um, falling? <laughs> when you're falling uh, to the side, very embarrassingly, yeah. um, uh, you know, going nowhere. Aye. As 
I think everyone who's um, tr- you know uses clipless pedals, it's <laughs> kind of a, a ritual or, or, a, or something you have to kind of go through. Yeah, um, yeah, an initiation. Um, <laughs> and I, I guess I guess they're the they're the cons as well as sometimes you can't get your foot off yeah, um, as yeah. quickly if you if you mess up kind of a climb or or a descent. Yeah, absolutely. And you, I mean, you can. I think there's well, there's something in there around how you start getting into them. I suppose we can come on to that later when we start talking about how you use them. But there's definitely ways that you can make it easier. But yeah, you're right. It's intimidating at first, um, and even actually when you're an experienced rider, you can still do it just by accident, just without thinking. Mm. Um, I, a friend of mine, uh, a massively experienced road biker, uh, he just so he'd been road biking for twenty years, been in clips like for hundreds of hours and he pulled yeah. up at lights uh, a few months back uh, and just toppled over <laughs> just yeah. just absent mindedness didn't think about it on time and just fell over and broke his elbow <laughs> so, but, yeah. but I've, I've heard of quite a lot of um, you know p- people have what seem like big crashes and uh, walk away almost unscathed and then uh, you have your kind of zero miles an hour um, clipless falls and you come away with you know broken bone yeah it's, uh, it's, it happens quite a lot I think yeah the the other con I was thinking of with clipless is and it relates to me a little bit just because I've got slightly shonky knees so um, if I'm kind of forced in a particular position, mm. uh, then my legs can get, my knees can get quite sore quite quick. So with clips, I find quite often some clips don't have enough float to let me move my foot enough. So yeah. my right foot, for example, points out more than my left foot. Mm-hmm. So I have to set my cleats so that uh, my right shoe can sit in the cleat at a, a higher angle, I suppose, to the bike yeah. than the left one. And there's some clips out there that don't give you enough enough flexibility there I find uh, and hurt my, hurt my knees quite a lot so I have to use when I have used clips in the past some don't work for me but some do and I need, I need clips with extra float so yeah if you're a, if you're a person that has uh, slightly uh, dodgy knees or lower body in general then uh, sometimes it might not be for you yeah exactly yeah exactly so that just to clarify if, if if people aren't aware float is kind of how much your foot can kind of move um, yeah yeah from, from kind of side to side and and at kind of angle um so like you say some models they just clip you in and there's virtually no float and it yeah. sets you in a position and if if that position is even slightly wrong then it can uh it can definitely cause um some knee pain and and sometimes upwards to the hip as well. Really? Right. Okay. Yeah. It's always been the knees for me, but I'd imagine it could yeah, work anywhere. Yeah. It usually is the knees. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Okay. Uh, what about flats then? Let's look at the pros and cons of flats. Uh, pros then, there's no float. Well, there's no <laughs> need for float because you can put your legs anywhere. So pro yeah. being that uh, completely flexible, it doesn't have those kind of issues. And yeah. we talked about falling off. You're not going to fall off because you can just lift your foot off them straight away. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah. Uh, so what else? Um, I, I think just like we touched on earlier, it kind of teaches you good technique, yeah, um, yeah. using, using flats. Cause you, you're not, you've got to learn how to kind of jump the bike or, or maneuver the bike around without the kind of aid of just being able to, you know, pull up on the, uh, on the rear wheel. Yeah. Um, and then I think if you're a, if you're a leisure cyclist and that kind of thing, you don't obviously have to, uh, buy specialist shoes and fly, you know, uh, spend all that yeah. money on, on all this extra gear. Um, you can kind of just get out on the bike. Um, a lot cheaper. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. A lot cheaper and a lot easier to kind of get into. Saying that, um, when we come on to the product, well, okay, do it now. 
flats, I think, get a bad name. So a lot of people will say the cons of flats are that uh, your feet just come off all the time. You're going down rough ground and your foot pops off the pedal. It's really hard to stay attached to your bike, all that kind of stuff. Um, And I think a lot of mountain bikers, you mentioned it there, the fact that flats teaches you good technique. And it, and it does, because you have to get good at staying on your bike, at being attached yeah. to your bike, thinking about your body position, how you're moving around your bike. Whereas with clips, people comp- people go down really rough ground, go jumps, all that kind of stuff. They don't have to think about staying attached. Mm-hmm. They don't have to think about their body position. Yeah. Um, and they think of that as a pro for clipless and a, a con for flats and that you can't <laughs> stay attached. But... The big thing for me is that most people that don't like flat pedals have never tried good flat pedals and good flat shoes. That's the yeah. important bit for me. Have you ever, because you're a racer, so you've probably never used flats. <laughs> or is that a lie entirely? It's been it's been a long time, I have yeah. to say, just because um, a lot of the time I'm riding, it's very kind of goal orientated and that kind of thing. But yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, I completely agree in that, um, you know, the the flat pedals that you can buy um from from various manufacturers are really well thought out in terms of how they grip the shoe with the with the pin placement and yeah and then you've obviously got the shoe um which you know kind of has a sticky a stickier kind of rubber yeah and yeah. The, the the shape of it's all, all set up to be to be excellent and you only have to look at the kind of a lot of the sort of pro downhill races you know they have to put a lot of power through the bike and um have to have a lot of security with their feet uh, on the pedals and a lot of them use use flat pedals you know yeah, at the very yeah. highest level so that's a, that's a testament to the fact that a good shoe and a good flat pedal is um is d- definitely uh a, a good good way to go for, for for power transfer and for technique as well yeah absolutely I, I so i started out with flats obviously as everyone does nobody jumps straight into clips but i jumped into clips pretty quickly because i kind of i got dragged into mountain biking by a bunch of friends of mine who were into it already so they were already experienced had clips and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um and so I, uh, sorry, clipless pedals. Clipless, there well. yes. <laughs> <laughs> so when I say clips, I actually probably just mean clipless, just in case I do it again. Um, spuds, we'll call them spuds because that's kind of, it's a brand name, but actually it kind it's almost a, uh, it's all, you know how Hoover is kind of a, a slang yeah, for, yeah, for a, a vacuum cleaner. Uh, spuds is a brand name by uh, Shimano, but actually it's kind of a, a kind of byword for clipless pedals in general so I'll call them spuds just to mm-hmm. save that um, so yeah I jumped in spuds pretty quickly because just to try and keep up with them basically and I kind of thought they were the best option they were they were make you better at biking because you can stay on your bike all the things I've just been talking about but um, after a couple of years uh, it took that long actually it was a couple of years I thought you know what I want to try flats I'd read about them um, I'd had a couple of bad falls where I'd got caught in my spuds like I'd yeah. I'd come down badly on a jump and the results had been a lot worse because my feet hadn't popped mm-hmm. out of the pedals as well as they could have, or I couldn't escape my bike as quickly <laughs> as I could. Like it's hard to <laughs> twist your feet in the right way to get them out of the pedals when you're in midair and you see your front wheel coming down wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Um, whereas with flat pedals, you can be in midair and you can just go, oh, uh, jump off your bike and basically like l- sort of roll when you hit the ground. So um, I'd had a couple of incidents like that. And plus actually the stuff about my knees as well, like I was getting kind of bad knees at the time so I thought you know what I'm going to try it and I read up on it and 
uh, I had been using, I had in the past tried flats with, you know, a blooming Halford set of plastic yeah. pedals and my, uh, my old tennis shoes or something like that. And it was just, it's awful. But then I bought um, a pair of pretty good Kona flats. I think they were the first pair I had. Really big pins, good placement, like you say. And I bought myself a pair of 510s. Um, so 510s are a brand of shoe, which are pretty commonly thought of as probably the best flat shoes you can get. Um, they're actually, they're, the soles of them are made more like climbing shoes, like rock climbing shoes. They're this rubber that is just so tacky and so grippy. And it was just night and day. It was crazy. Like you're riding along on these shoes and you're bouncing and, and you have to kind of, I mean, you have to get used to it. So you have to learn a little bit more about, you know, staying a bit looser and staying on your bike and thinking about your position and stuff like that. But as soon as you're on a pair of shoes like that and a pair of pedals like that, you, you stick to the pedals easy. It's brilliant. So yeah, it made a huge difference to me. And I've never used clips since actually. I'm always in flats these days. Yeah, well, I think uh, I think for most most people who just kind of you know like riding trails and, and that kind of thing, they're 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 arguably the best option. Yeah, uh, it's just yeah for for racing. Obviously, you're looking for every kind of little advantage, so yeah, that's yeah. where they come in. But but certainly, um, yeah. So that's what, a good option? So why do you say they're the best option? Do you think for your average mountain biker? Well, just just like you said, just for what we've the reason that we've talked about, you know, it it lays a good foundation of technique, and right. then um, yeah. you, you can, like you say, if if things start going wrong, you can kind of um, bail <laughs> bail off the bike yeah. Um, yeah. easier, and you're probably less likely to get injured in that sense. Yeah. Um, as well as um, if people have uh, knee issues, then um, they're just better because you like like we've said, you can move your foot around on the pedal, your foot kind of finds its optimum um position as yeah. opposed to being kind of locked in yeah yeah so do you think then once you're a bit more experienced is that when you'd think about spuds being a decent option like once you're once you know you're wearing a bike you can ride flats really well anyway and you might think about maybe doing sort of longer rides with spuds mm-hmm. on or uh, certain types of riding possibly yeah, I think I think so. I think once you've got the once you've got the good technique down, and you can kind of ride both um, well, then then it's just a case of thinking, okay, do I do I need that additional power transfer? Would I like to, uh, you know, kind of have those those SPD or spud benefits? Yeah, uh, yeah. Cool. I think something that we haven't mentioned actually that I think you talked about downhill riders as well and it's a, a benefit for anyone um, certainly I do all the time is when you're doing the downhill stuff uh, maybe not full on downhill even just normal cross country but you know you're doing some decent berms and stuff mm-hmm. uh, being able to just take your foot off the pedal on an inside of a corner like if you just feel your bike sliding just a touch being able to just yeah. quickly take your foot off just dab yeah. it on the ground to catch your balance and just continue on that's a like you see them downhillers doing that all the time and i think that's probably the big reason why most of them use flats isn't it i think so i think it's just yeah so they can um use get 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 the foot off to um to help help with balance and uh yeah and or kick themselves off a tree or something if they see it coming yeah i think so just (laughs) if things start i mean i think most downhillers um even at the very top level kind of have a few sketchy moments kind of every run even though it might look perfect so Oh, they have to be. I mean, they've got to be pushing it to the edge, don't they? So it's, yeah, uh, it stands to exactly. the reason they have to go over the edge a few times. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And if if, the, if you can get your foot off and you know, kind of save save a big crash, then uh, obviously that's a 
that's a great benefit yeah. for the for the flat pedals. Yeah, cool. Okay, uh, right. We're going to go on to recommendations. So the kit that we use, we've already mentioned a bunch of it, but we'll just go over it again at the end. But just before that, um, just say we've been talking about flats being. Uh, you know, probably the best option, certainly in the early days, and for a lot of people all the way through. But definite, definite advantages to using clipless, uh, sorry, clip pedals in many situations, especially if you're racing, like you say. So, how do you get into it then? How do you how do you get past those uh, dodgy early days, falling over all the time? Any any tips for you know your first few rides out with clip pedals? Uh, I think if if they've if those the pedals that you've bought have got um, the ability to um, set the kind of angle um, yeah. at which you you the pedal releases um, the cleat, uh, it's always a good idea to sort of put that on the uh, the easiest, you know. Or yeah. The, so, so yeah, you can loosen them often, can't you? Like the, t- the sort of tension, it's like a, a ski boot. If you ski, there's sort of tensions you can put in about when it'll release you, essentially. Yeah, um, that's it. Um, sometimes it's, like you say, sometimes it's on the pedal. Sometimes it's you just flip the cleat over or, or um, put the kind of left cleat on the right shoe. Oh, I really have not come like, across that. Right. Yeah, I, I see. I hope I'm right saying that, but uh, <laughs> I think that's I think that's how no, it works. That makes sense like. because, yeah, they're, you, cleats are never symmetrical they're always slightly asymmetrical i've no i didn't know that that was why if that is right <laughs> I'm yeah, right. I, I, seem to, I seem to think it is yeah, um, but that's that's quite a good tip just so you're not you, you know you're not trying to desperately get out your pedals and they're just locking you in because you you're not used to twisting your ankle to um to a larger you know angle yeah 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 uh, so that that's a good and then just to kind of bear in keep it try and keep it in the front of your mind that you're <laughs> attached to the mind because it usually th- those kind of falls usually happen um like you were saying in your anecdote earlier um just because you know you're absent-minded and you just don't think um about it until it's too late until you're kind of falling over <laughs> sideways yeah I think the other context in which I used to fall over quite a bit actually when I had my cleats on was on the uphills. So yeah. tricky uphills and you're going slow obviously um, and you know you hit, a, you hit an unexpected bump or you hit a step up and you don't quite get it right and you stop mm. uh, and obviously normally you'd put your foot down but you, you're, it happens quick and that's when I would tend to fall over and that's when you mash your knees um, and I actually a big thing that helped me when I was learning how to ride my clips was that I had a good set of knee pads so I just wore knee pads when I was riding with my clips and it meant that any time that happened I could quite easily just stick my knee out I would land on the pad nothing would happen it'd be all fine um so that helped me a lot in the uh, certainly nearly in fact you know what that helped me the whole time through clip pedals because it would uh, you know there's always dodgy uphills that you're going to hit at some point yeah. beyond your level so now that's a good tip because i think you, you either you either hit your knee fall into the side or your knee kind of jams upwards um and into you know the shifter on your handlebar oh, yeah, yeah, and everyone knows what that's like <laughs> um getting the getting it right on the kneecap so uh yeah definitely wearing knee pads is a great great tip for when you're first using uh spuds yeah yeah definitely cool anything else yeah, probably um, yeah i think i think i used to when i when i first started with um clipless pedals was just if, if it was a really um steep sort of technical uphill i think i potentially unclipped sort of early and then just mm-hmm. kind of 
um, rested my foot on the pedal, but I'm not sure that that's something I'd recommend. <laughs> Depends on the types of shoes you're wearing, doesn't it? Because yeah, it uh, does. some are just ridiculously just plastic on metal, and then you'd be skating all over the place. <laughs> exactly. The the, ra- the racier carbon sole shoes are a bit difficult to do yeah, that, but, yeah. but with some of the uh, with some of the trail shoes that are a bit like a sort of flat pedal shoe yes, with a yeah. with a cleat insert sometimes you can get away with that so. ah, you're absolutely right yeah some, quite a lot of the trail shoes are rubber on the bottom and surrounding yeah. the cleat aren't they so you can actually get away with that and actually yeah. you get some you get some spud uh, clip pedals that have a cleat on one side and flat on the other so you can do you can combine both not necessarily I don't know I've tried that I didn't really like it because you always end up messing around trying to find the cleaty side mm-hmm. when you're trying to and it yeah, but it's an option. Yeah, well, that's actually just reminded me that there are some uh, quite a few pedals out there that um, kind of have a big cage around uh, around the, um, the the kind of clipless um, you know module the on the pedal. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's sometimes a good way to kind of transition from from flat or or, or the cage pedal to um, to SBD. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just so you you can kind of rest your foot on there, um, you know, so you're not just balancing um, precariously on the yeah. top of any pedal. <laughs> yeah, and um, I, that kind of makes me think as well. Just one of the trickiest parts is getting into your spuds. Actually, getting into them at the start. So you're at the top of a hill, say, and you've stopped for a wee rest, uh, and you you always see people are quite new to it, being right on the edge of the downhill and trying to get into their spuds, and ending up like halfway down a hill with one yeah. foot in, one yeah. foot out, like just careering off the side of the hill. Um, so yeah, it sounds common sense, but I see so many people not doing it. That I'm going to say it anyway, which is to go back as far as you can (laughs) so so clip in on a flat and then ride onto the downhill don't clip in on the edge of the downhill make sure you give yourself some space (laughs) yeah that's it and it just takes it just takes practice i think with that with that kind of thing it's just it's almost like muscle memory so where to where to put your foot to engage it and that definitely yeah yeah, for sure yeah you get you learn that quite quick don't you you do Cool. Um, so, final bit, just on the kit that we use. You just mentioned actually the the pedals that have the wider, uh, what would you call them, platforms? I suppose mm. around the clip part. Um, and the opposite of that, I always think of is the uh, the egg beaters. <laughs> Love yeah, those clip yeah. pedals. Um, there's a there's a set. So there's a, the standard. I don't know the the default. I guess almost is a Shimano spuds. So they're the most prolific. I suppose you get them everywhere, um, and they're they're quite cheap as well. You can get a set of um, the pedals themselves plus a set of cleats to go on some shoes for probably what twenty twenty five quid for yeah, a think, lower end. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, and you see them everywhere, and they're good. They're reliable. They work. They're really good. You can you can change the the tension, all that kind of stuff. You can upgrade them, so you can upgrade them to like the XT or the XTR versions, and they, then they're really good. Like they're stuff so responsive, it's ridiculous, um, and pretty light as well. So that's that's yeah. certainly probably the default option for most people, isn't it? Um, yeah, I think so. What yeah. do you use? Uh, I actually use. Um, I'm, I'm supported by Crank Brothers, so I use uh, uh, I use the Egg Beaters. Yep, yep. Um, but I have used um, actually I haven't used Shimano's um, pedals. Um, right. the, the other the other two brands that I have used is um, the Time Time Attack pedals. Yeah, yeah. And um, the the Look um, ones that are very similar to the Time Attacks, in, in that they've got kind of two bars um, 
where and the, the cleat kind of sits in between in between those yeah, um, so yeah. the, look, the look and the time pedals are very very similar yeah um, and i've used those in the past but i'm currently i'm currently using the uh, egg beaters yeah. yeah so that's cool you mentioned that because that's i'm i'm a time attack user as well mm-hmm. uh, that, well when i was using clips if i go back to clips these days i still use time attack yeah. ones as well yeah. Uh, clipless I keep doing it uh, so yeah the fact that the reason I use the time attack ones is because of those two bars that you describe and they're the most floaty pedals you get I think um, yeah, right. certainly the ones that I've found anyway because with the spuds you've got this one little place where the cleat fits in perfectly you don't get a huge amount of float you get a, a wee touch and you can alter it a little bit can't you with the tightness you can, yeah. but the time attacks you've got a good I don't know I'm not sure exactly what it would be but a good sort of half centimetre either side that you can move Mm. your foot side to side and you can turn it quite a bit before it clips out so I just found it suited my um, my sort of uh, physical (laughs) my physical requirements most uh, effectively I think they look really cool as well actually Um, and the egg beaters are kind of similar aren't they because the egg beaters are the most minimalist pedals you could ever get Mm. they're basically just a little square of bars that's <laughs> so it yeah yeah i think it's a good way to describe it really um <laughs> they're they're yeah the they are like like egg beaters that's you know that's why they're, they're they are, yeah totally. yeah um and they're, they're great for great for mud shedding because you obviously don't have you have a lot of space between those bars so they're they're yeah. excellent at mud shedding um, and to be honest, a lot of people, I think, have um, the impression that they'd be really hard to engage. Like we were saying, you know, finding finding yeah. that position to um, to put your foot on the pedal to engage the cleat. Um, I think the time attack, sorry, the the Crankbrothers egg beaters take a, a little um, longer just just because they're a smaller unit. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it they're not they're not that difficult to um, to to use actually yeah. in practice um, despite what they might do yeah. look like they are <laughs> yeah a friend of mine uses them and I, I've never actually tried them uh, for any length of time but I've um, I practiced clipping in with them with his and yeah you're right they, they, the first few times it took me a wee while to find it but it was pretty nice. quick actually so yeah and they look quite they just look pretty unique don't they they make your bike look pretty uh, pimped up because you've got these weird looking things just attached to your cranks yeah uh, exactly that's it they look, they're look quite... the least like pedals of anything <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean for someone that's just used to seeing you know flat pedals they're a bit weird um yeah. to, to get your head around but the the good thing about all these brands is they do um go from uh, pretty much all of them have um a complete range right from the kind of minimalist um, ones like the egg beaters and the um, time attacks right up to kind of um, using that same uh, unit in the middle but but um, having different differing sizes of platforms yeah so for for crank brothers for instance there's the candy pedals then then the mallet ones um, and and time attack and uh, look and other other brands have you know uh, the same kind of um, pedals yeah uh, yeah are the, are the mallet ones from crack brothers are they the ones that have the they have the egg beater style of thing right in the middle but they have a huge platform around them so you can use them without that's it exactly yeah, yeah. Cool. and then the candy ones have kind of got a smaller platform that's just to kind of add a little bit of uh, you know something for your shoe to push against yeah yeah, I, I, do you know what? That's not someone we've not talked about yet. The shoes. So, um, actually, one thing I wanted to mention about the pedals themselves just popped into my head. There was another pro for clipless, clips, clipless, <laughs> clipless pedals uh, is the weight. 
because uh, looking at the egg beaters, I mean, there's nothing to them whatsoever. Mm-hmm. They're way lighter. Um, I mean, I talk way lighter. I mean, 100 grams, 200 grams, how much does a ped- set of pedals weigh? But if you're racing, then, I mean, does anything weigh less than a set of titanium, you know, the, the top end egg beaters? They must be like 50 grams or something ridiculous. Yeah, I think I think they are. I think they must be the um, the lightest ones on the market. There's some on the on the road side called Speed Play, which okay. uh, sometimes people use. Um, you know, re- the, those um, on the mountain bike, I've, mm-hmm. I've seen a few times, but um, I think dedicated mountain bike pedals, the um, the top end uh, egg beaters, I think are the lightest. Yeah, yeah. cool. So shoes, just to finish up, um, I mentioned the 510s already, so I'd I'd heavily recommend them if you're wanting to ride flats. They're just the best shoes I've found out there. Not only um, from the grippiness, the soles are amazing. They just It's as if their clips stick into the, ped, the flat pedals, um, but they're just built so solidly as well. Like mm-hmm. some, I mean, you've got to think about <laughs> anyone who's gone out mountain biking and done any decent mountain biking and a pair of normal trainers will have experienced a stone flying up and hitting them in, in the toe at 20 miles an hour or whatever it is going downhill um, it hurts like hell uh, so you want a, a decent solid pair of trainers um, and the, the 510s are really solid I mean they, they weigh a fair bit so the top the sort of uh, the really sturdy ones weigh a lot. Actually, <laughs> you wouldn't want to go running in them, certainly. Yeah. Um, but they do have lower, mo- they do have thinner models that are a bit more, a bit more flexible, uh, a bit less hard soled, so probably a bit less power transfer, maybe a bit more sole on the sole, sore on the sole if you're doing a lot of uh, really rough stuff. Mm. But um, there's a full range of five tens. Um, not cheapest things in the world. Like you pay probably eighty to hundred quid, what hundred and fifty dollars or so for uh, one of their shoes. But for me, they're worth it. They last forever as well because it is so solid. Mm. What have you used yourself? Yeah, I think there's some there's some great um, shoes that, like you said, five to ten. I think um, look like by far the best option for um, for flat pedals and some of the Shimano ones as well. As well um, yeah. look really nice. They've kind of got a. Um, almost like a flap that kind of covers the, the lacing and the um, the stuff underneath there. So yeah, it keeps yeah. them um, quite quite sleek and uh, all that sort of messy stuff out of the way. Yeah. Um, so I think they, they're, they're a good option. And then you've kind of got, like we said before, kind of almost um, shoes that are made for flats, but with, um, with a kind of cleat, um, you, you know, you can affix a cleat to them. Yeah, of course. Nice. They've got a wee removable slot, don't they? Some of them. Yeah, that's it. So you can kind of they're they're a good they're a good one potentially if you if you're starting out on flat pedals, but maybe um, thinking of going to uh, clipless um, somewhere down the road um, because they're just going to be good general trail shoes. Um, but also, you can kind of add that clipless element in once you uh, if you decide to do so. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, Shimano's are always reliable, aren't they? You're not going to go wrong if you buy a pair of Shimano anything, basically. I don't think so. I think they're well, uh, well engineered and uh, gone through a lot of testing as well. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I use, I use uh, at, the, at the minute, I use City shoes. Um, they're just kind of, you know, racy ones with um, uh, carbon sole, uh, that kind of thing, which are, again, great for power transfer and that kind of thing. But yeah. If you're uh, if you if you're doing a lot of uh, trail you know technical trails and you may be anticipating uh, walking a fair amount as well, they're obviously carbon soles are a bit of a nightmare for that. Yeah. Um. So sometimes I think 
somewhere somewhere in the middle um, of having a shoe that's good with the power transfer element, but also uh, comfortable to walk in and, um, yeah. and grippy on the bottom is is going to be the, a good way to go. Yes, I mean you're you're talking about the sole rigidity, I suppose. There aren't you? Like how solid the sole is, and therefore how much. Uh, like if you've got a really a really floppy sole like a normal shoe then you're pushing down on the pedal it's pushing up into your foot hurting you in the first place but it's also not really pushing down on the pedal as well as it could be yeah that's it there's kind of a wasted energy uh, going everywhere and the 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 racier shoes uh, are generally designed for performance so you are yeah. going to have a compromise of comfort because they have <laughs> you know tend to have really rigid heel sections and yeah. And obviously a rigid sole as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it's just it's just a matter of finding uh, what's you know thinking about what sort of riding you do, yeah. and, and um, just picking picking the shoes for for that type of riding. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, I mean I've got the Greg Menor five uh, tens, which mm-hmm. are just like you described. They've got the wee slot for a for a clip. Um, so I've never a cleat. Sorry. So I've I've never actually used it because I got them still when I was kind of trans I was changing over so I thought it was kind of a compromise I thought I could yeah. go back to my clips if I need them but actually I loved them so much I've just never taken that little bit out and I've just used them as flats since but it's a good option yeah if you're yeah. I mean, spending 100 quid in a set of shoes then you want to be able to use them in a couple of different contexts <laughs> yeah I think, I think so yeah and like you say they, they tend to work they work just as well um, if you just leave that little block yeah. um, in there so yeah, yeah. yeah it's a good option perfect Okay, Oaks. Does that cover it? Do you think? Yeah, I think so. Um, I, I can't think off the top of my head of anything yeah. else to uh, to add. No, I think so. Well, as always, if there is anything we've missed, any other questions you have, or any feedback you have, I'd love to hear from you. Let us know what shoes you use. Actually, it'd love be great to hear <laughs> what shoes, what clips you use, uh, and what your experience is of either riding flats or transferring from flats to uh, clipless pedals. Might hear some good stories. Um, if you wanted to send in an audio file of that, actually, that'd be great. So if you can record uh, a clip on your phone, just record it using the voice recorder, send us the file. Or if you can do it on your computer, you can just do it with the internal mic or whatever. Then uh, it's always great to get listener clips on the show. So if you want to give us a story of uh, your uh, clipless pedal disaster the first time you were out with them, um, or even just some tips on the types of pedals that you use, the types of kit you use, whatever you want to talk about in terms of clipless pedals, flat pedals, anything on the feet, <laughs> then send it on in. Uh, you can contact us at, uh, you can send it to me at colin at mountainbikesapart.com. And obviously you can contact us on Twitter as always as well. I'm Colin MC Gray. What are you, Tom? Uh, by Tom Bell. So that's B-Y-T-O-M-B-E-L-L. Excellent. And finally, if you want to find the resources, we'll link to all of the stuff we've mentioned in this episode, from the equipment to the pros and cons. There'll be a post on the show notes. Uh, You can find that at mountainbikesapart.com forward slash 205. So I'd love to see you over there. All right, that's us for this week, Tom. You got any uh, mountain biking planned this weekend? Uh, yeah, I, hopefully if the weather weather plays ball, um, uh, then yeah, I'll definitely be out on the mountain bike. Um, going to be trying to uh, get out on the road bike as well. So I'll have a fair amount of cycling going on in the next few days. Good stuff. I actually am heading down to the Lake District for a wedding tomorrow. And uh, my wife is a bridesmaid at it. So I'm going to be left on my own in the Lake District for the whole morning up until about two o'clock. So uh, I think I might be able to take the bike and sneak yes. something in. <laughs> Sounds like a good opportunity. Have you have you ever ridden there? 
I have, yeah. Um, I rode at Winlatter Forest, um, I think within the last year. Um, Where I'm based actually now is is only about uh, less than two hours from the lakes. Okay. And um, on on that on that day that I rode Winlatter, it was really um, it it was middle of winter Mm -hmm. and it was uh, pretty bleak. So I'd quite like to uh, go back when it's uh, when it's a bit nicer. But it's it's a really nice trail. Again, it's. Fairly similar to uh, Gisborne, as I was talking about before. In, yeah, yeah. in terms of it's it's quite rough, but it's uh, plenty of uh, cool sort of man-made single track. So uh, that's okay. a good that's a good place. Do you uh, think is that the best option if I've only got one trail to ride in the Lake District? Is that the best uh, best place to go? Yeah, I, I mean that's that's <laughs> I think that's the only place I've ridden in the Lake oh, okay. District. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, that's the only recommendation I can kind of make. <laughs> it's it's uh, I definitely enjoyed it. It was, was uh, it, it's yeah. a good center. Yeah, the, the the facilities there are good as well. So cool. it's it's pretty good. Good stuff. Okay, I'll maybe do a wee bit of research then since you've. Uh, but yeah, that sounds good yeah, to me. I think so. I've not you know I've not been on a proper trail center for ages because there just isn't any around um, the Dundee yeah. area. We've got Canoe Hill obviously, but it's it's only got one wee custom made section the rest is just really walking trails yeah. um and i miss i miss being so like i used to live sonia glentress and anna leathen were down there every weekend so um i'm looking forward to yeah if i'm in the lakes for i'm probably going to have five or six hours free so try and hit a trail center at some point yeah, sounds good yeah i mean yeah. it's um it i think it's just the more natural trails are great you know yeah. obviously it's it's great to get yeah. out yeah. On, yeah on natural stuff but the um the you know the this just the man-made um sort of perfection that you get with um with handcrafted single track and that kind of thing is yeah. uh is great as well so uh, it's yeah. good good to uh, experience that every now and again for sure yeah you need the variety i mean i even when i suppose when we were that close to glentress and elise and we kind of we ended up going off on natural trails quite often just to get a bit of a change but nowadays mm. i only ever get natural trails so i want yeah <laughs> want some man-made stuff i want some jumps and some worms <laughs> yeah well, it'd be good to hear how you uh how you get on uh, yeah, yeah. Right, like, well, if you do make it up to win latter yeah uh, definitely we can talk about that in the next episode yeah definitely <laughs> good stuff okay well thanks for joining me again tom enjoy your weekend yeah thanks you too Colin and I hope you enjoyed it as well uh, the listener Uh, so yeah get in touch as I said but until then until next time uh, talk to you then